Hello, everybody, and welcome to Knights of the Pageless Library. This is a podcast where we review audiobooks. Today, we are looking, taking a look at July's Audible Originals, and we just picked two at random. And the two we picked this month were The King of Sting and Agent 355. Yep, and I picked them, so if by the end of this you think they're stupid, you can blame me for that. Or if they're great, you can blame me for that, too. <clears throat> I don't think you're getting any praise. <laughs> If someone did want to give us, you know, some hate or some praise, you could always email us, kotpl.pod at gmail.com. Still waiting on some hate mail. Yeah, we have had some nice mail, actually. We did. We do. Uh, we got one email from our Aunt Tanya, and again, we greatly appreciated it. So if anybody wants to be our our second piece of real mail, we would we would welcome it. So, yeah, before we even get started, I do want to give a quick thank you and shout out to our own mother for essentially getting us into audiobooks. I feel like we mentioned this early on in the podcast, but she tells me we didn't. So we'll just do it. She's said that to me before, too. So we'll just do it now. We'll give the formal thank you to our mother for essentially getting us into audiobooks because she really did. She she has listened to them for a long time, and basically after she would finish a book on tape, we would take it and we would listen to it. So it really is where we got our start and our roots in all things that are audiobooks. Yeah. Thank you, Mom. Yes. Thank you, Mom, and thank you for continuing to share your Audible account with us. It still really helps. Yeah, it's so. the best. <laughs> so. All right. So with that, let's get into the July Audible Originals. Um, again, we just picked two at random. I believe you can still get all eight that are available for free um, due to the pandemic stuff. there's some in there, too, though, the, from, like, past months. And that could be, but I do believe we just picked two because normally it's only you pick two out of like six titles. So we're just sticking with that because, well, one, because we don't think we'd be able to finish eight books and then review all eight of them for the podcast in a decent amount of time. So we just picked two at random and I picked these two this month, as Bo said. So, um, yeah, with that, let's get into this. Which one of these two do you want to talk about first, Bo? Let's go in the order I listen to them, so let's go with The King of Sting first. Okay, I also listen to The King of Sting first. All right, so the it's actually not The King of Sting. That's you're probably why you're right, it is King of Sting. Right, King of Sting, the story of Australian con man Peter Foster by Justin Armston, uh, Bronwyn Reed, Hamish McDonald and narrated by Justin Armsden. This book is five and a half hours long. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this is brand new this year. Yep. Released yeah. this month. Brand new this month. I think it de- debuted on Audible Originals. Right. So, <clears throat> let's see. Is Justin Armsden known for anything else nope well he's like a he's a podcaster is what he is and this is another one like if you've listened to our other ones like about what's what's it called body of proof it's basically Uh, like a nut nut jobs yeah i couldn't remember what that one was called Mm -hmm. it's basically like a 
it's like an investigative story basically is what it is and it's not so much an audio book as it is like him interviewing other people and then sometimes him just talking to you directly right and this is another one that directly says uh, audible original podcast i'm pretty sure yeah which is i don't know how i feel about that I, i don't know either we'll get into that after i think but that is something i think should be addressed um so this book if you were to purchase it like we said for july it is free but if you were to purchase it it looks like it is eight dollars it's not that bad um no, I mean, for five and a half hours of content, that's eh, probably a pretty reasonable price. I mean, we'll let you guys decide after we give our, uh, you know, our overall thoughts and recommendations on it. But I think price-wise, that's not terrible. Um, so what do you think? Easy to follow? Easy to listen to? Kind of. Okay. I, I actually fully understand that. So yeah, uh, you ca- do you care to elaborate a little bit? Um, yeah, I mean, I just compared to like the other podcasts books, I feel like this one is presented in a very strange way. For sure. And I don't know, I I got lost in the minutia sometimes because I feel like he's he's talking about like four separate things, but he's making it sound like he's coming at it from one angle when he's not. Does that make sense? To me, yeah, it does, actually. And I agree. So, on the surface, you're pretty much going to understand what the whole uh, book is about within the first 10, 15 minutes. You're going to understand what they're going for. However, throughout the entire thing, I I got lost a few times. I me really too. did. In, as far as, like... <sighs> I almost felt like there was a couple of little side roads that it takes and then they kind of wrapped it up and then they moved to something else. And I was like, wait, what was the point of that? I know that that happened to me a lot. So, I mean, I get it. It it is easy to listen to, but I think it is a little bit more difficult to follow. Um, So I think that Justin Armston does a decent job as far as the narrator goes. And I think that, the interviews are pretty well done. Uh, some of them are like recorded phone calls, so they're a little bit harder to hear. Um, some of them are like hidden recorder recordings, which are also a little bit harder to hear. Um, and weird, like I feel like he doesn't give enough context when sometimes when those come up. Some of them, not at all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but yeah. So overall, I think it's it's pretty well produced which is pretty expectable obviously from audible stuff at this point so overall yeah it's it's a little hard to follow and if you're trying to do other things while listening to this you might find yourself completely lost as to what's actually going on yeah i don't okay what recommendations let's go to that what do you think um I didn't really like this one, actually. Um, I basically thought it was kind of just a slander piece against this Peter Foster dude. I which, hated this. Okay. All right. And that's I think that that's fair, because I don't know if you feel the same. I just felt like it was one... It was five and a half hours of slander against this dude, which I realized in the first 
20 minutes, yeah, this dude's a piece of shit. So yeah, but you don't need to spend another five hours telling me this dude's a piece of shit. I get it. Was, it. it was such a roundabout way. And like the things that he was like, this is damning evidence to me. It's like, I don't know. I'm OK, I guess. Yeah, no, I, like, I, I said the same thing for sure. Because he, there's a couple points of the story. Was like, this is the we put the nails in the coffin for Peter Foster right here, and it's like, oh, did you though? Like, right? What? Like, it's pretty circumstantial. Most of the stuff you're talking about, like, I don't know, man. Right. Well, and there's a reason this dude ain't in prison because yeah. clearly there was no nail in the coffin. So, okay, just. Spoiler walls off here, so now you got both of us pretty much not recommending this one. I definitely, we say the $8 price tag is not bad for a five and a half hour story. However, I wouldn't recommend paying for this one. No, I um, think the only way you listen to this is like, if somehow it's the only thing your grandma has to listen to, and then you like the internet's <laughs> out, then you listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like if this is the only thing you had downloaded when you went to your grandma's house and she don't have internet this yeah go ahead yeah listen to it but other than that don't i think there's other audible originals you could pick to spend your time better um so the crux of this whole story basically is that this justin armston guy is trying to prove this peter foster is a con man essentially what the title says but he's been following him for like eight years right yes yeah so this a lot of the evidence in this uh, book, like the auto, the audio recordings and the phone calls and all that stuff, it's it's a lot of evidence that he has gathered over the years. But like you said, Bo, none of it stood out to me as like, oh yeah, that guy should be in prison. Well, like he he opens with that phone call when he's talking to another guy, and it's like he was clearly talking about killing him it's like was he because what does he say he's like he's like there's a public there's a public event and then a behind curtains event that's all he says and he right. they play that clip like 15 times throughout this whole story right and i, I and even in the beginning i was like what 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 that doesn't seem that damning to me exactly yeah because and actually the way the conversation goes is that it almost sounds like he's talking about a business proposition yeah because he says, like, there's a public side of it, and then there's a side that nobody knows about. And that's that's the whole thing you get. So then when you get a little bit more context, the way he says it in the beginning, like you said, it sounds like he's talking about killing someone. But then you listen to it a little more, and you're like, no, I, it almost sounds like he's talking about a business idea, just that there's two sides to the business. There's the public face, and then there's the side that nobody knows about. And then he talks about he's like known for being abusive, and he's like it's like another like recorded phone call, and he doesn't even he's not even mean to the other guy. Like I didn't even understand why he brought that up. I didn't really understand it either. So, and then some of the evidence in here for the fact that he's like a piece of shit is that he like manipulated some a couple of younger gals while they were young. He basically took them and he made them like the poster child of what he does and usually how he makes his money is he sets up like a it's usually like nutrition stuff like fat loss stuff that most people are willing to bite on um and then he gets a bunch of investors to invest in this idea 
And basically what this book is accusing him of is that he uh, supposedly he takes these people's money and then he never actually makes a product or distributes a product and then he keeps their money. Yeah. So he's like got millions and millions of dollars of other people's money that they've given to him as an investment and that he never really does anything with the money is the gist of it basically. Yeah, but you just saved somebody four hours. Right, and that's that it is. That's that's essentially the whole story. And then after he collects everybody's money on one idea, he disappears for a little while, and then he pops back up and he does it all over again to get a bunch of money again. Yeah. And apparently, none of it is bad enough though to get him put in prison because he ain't in prison. So. And apparently, none of it's bad enough for people to not do it over again because apparently he's done it multiple times how did you feel about the end part when he's like i know i won't be able to be there when they finally arrest peter foster and i feel so lost it's like what are you talking about dude yeah what is i don't get it i didn't dude like he like it, it he was trying to make it like a sentimental moment and it's like i feel like you're involved in something you like you think you're way more involved in something that other people do not even care that you're doing exactly I didn't. Yeah. I don't know. I no. I agree too. I I didn't really like that, and I didn't. I don't know. Like supposedly he brings forward. He interviews this gal who was like one of Peter Foster's first like poster childs for this thing he was doing, and apparently she was young, and he ended up having. Uh, she ended up pregnant while they were like uh, during this whole thing, and. She had twins that are supposedly Peter Foster's. There is there is zero proof in this, by the way, that they are his. She's just saying that. So, but they don't even dwell on that for very long. Like it was, I was weird to me that they talked to her about the kids for like two seconds, and then they never like he brings it up, but they never talk to her again about about it again. Right. I thought it was weird. I thought that was weird too. Yeah, because. That's what I'm saying. Like, you would think that'd be a huge deal that, like, hey, this guy, he's got these kids. He's done nothing to take care of them, blah, blah, blah. But they don't dwell on that at all. So that's what makes me wonder. It's like, are they really his kids or is she just trying to kind of poke the nest because she knows this guy has a lot of money? So I don't know. I I didn't like it. I, I will I agree with like you. I didn't like it either. I didn't like it at all. I, it was a horrible pick. And I did pick it at random, so... It happens. It happens. I feel like, honestly, when you're picking Audible Originals, it's pretty hard to pick good ones. Yeah. So, definitely, though, like we said, I I know it's free, but there's, like, seven other choices you could make. And I think any one of them is probably better than this one. I agree. So, with that, let's move on to our next book that we picked agent 355 by marie benedict and narrated by emily rankin yeah and this one also came out this year if i'm not mistaken yes Yes, it did it is brand new this year so let me see i've lost my train of thought completely here help me me out here, Bob. Are you want to talk about uh, Marie Benedict? Do you want to talk about her? Because uh, yes. she, she mostly writes like historical fiction from 
like a female perspective and she she writes about like big historical events from like the women's perspective in that scenario sure that's what well, I mean, also, that's, that is what she's known for right which this book is considered historical fiction um even though it is about yeah, real events technically um the the idea behind it is fiction basically or it can't be proven as it was fact so it's considered historical fiction this is only two hours and seven minutes so it's fairly short it's actually very short yeah two hours is a very short audiobook in my opinion um and this is free for july obviously but if you were to buy it it is seven dollars damn this book seven bucks <clears throat> yeah we which is a bit high in my opinion without giving away anything about my recommendation. That's still, that's pretty high for a two hour book, but yeah, I better blow my socks off. Let's just say that. Uh, so yeah, like as Ryan already said, like this is a historical fiction. It's like based in like the revolutionary times. Like it's still in the times, like if you are an American and you know things about American history, like when American people had to quarter the uh, British soldiers, so they actually had British soldiers in their house. Right. Because there was still, during the Revolutionary War, there were people who were still aligned with Britain, basically, because yeah. not every not everybody wanted to, you know, secede from Britain. So that's essentially what a lot of the story is about. Um, what did you think about the narrator? How do you think she did in this one? Eh, it's fine. I thought she did all right. I thought she, I don't think she detracted from the story at all. Yeah, I, I guess that's what fine to me means. Yeah. She didn't um, add to it either, though. Eh, no, not really, but overall I thought she did pretty good, so. What do you think? Is it easy to follow or kind of, it's a rough journey? Actually, I think Rough Journey will sum it up for me in the fact that I hated how many names were in it. Yeah. That's that would be my without giving away my recommendation, that would be my biggest gripe. Is there's so many names and they don't stick to a first name or last name basis. No. They, they don't. They, they literally would change it every like Three times in one paragraph, they would they would call somebody by their first name, then they would call them by their last name, then they go back to calling them by their first name, and I'm like, how many people are in this story? Because it's a lot of names. Yeah, it's probably if I had to guess of this two hour runtime, thirty minutes of it is names. Minimum, yeah, because a lot of time is spent on just describing who she's talking to, which is fine, but. And I get it. These are supposed to represent like real things that happened, and that's fine. But there could have been a little bit more elegant way of introducing the names because – and I get it. Short run time, sure. But it just gets a little convoluted because at some points I was like, okay, I, I have no idea who she's talking to. I don't know who these people are. So let's get into our recommendations then. What do you think, Ryan? Is this one good? Is this a good pick for July? I didn't hate the premise of this story, actually. I kind of liked the idea of this story. However, because of how muddy it got with the names and with how hard that made to follow what was actually going on, I don't really know that I would recommend this one. I hated this one. 
Oh no, you hated this one too. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, this one I hate actually Dang. more I, than King of Sting. I so even worse. Oh, oh yeah, this this book <laughs> is a dumpster fire. <laughs> man, I picked some stinkers for July. I mean, we'll get into it a little bit later, but like I think I think you've hit the main things. It, this book is a lot of talk and like zero action. Sure, and, and it, yeah. it just really bothered me that like. They would like set up these events and then they'd be like there would be like a sentence about what happened after like what whatever she did. Yes. That was it. And they wouldn't they wouldn't even talk about it again. Right. And yeah, it was like it was really bothering me. Like I didn't I I don't know. It's like I this is supposed to be like a book about like a spy for the Revolutionary War. And it really felt like it was more like a handmaid's tale kind of like not like. Like Pride and Prejudice, almost just like about like how it is to be a fancy lady. Yes, I agree with that. So let's get past the spoiler wall here. So probably don't even bother with your two hours, folks. I mean, there's six other choices that we didn't get to look at, and uh, both of these books are just not recommended from us. I mean, I, they're free, yes, but the time investment is not worth it. Right. You know, so, I mean, so the way that this is basically, the reason this is historical fiction is because our main character, this uh, Elizabeth Elizabeth Morris, there's no real way to prove she was real, basically. So the author's um, justification for this story is that there was an Agent 355, and they know it was a woman. But they don't know who it was. So, and basically what this Elizabeth Morris was doing is, like Bo said, her family was quartering British soldiers. And she was basically sneaking any information she could get to the um, revolutionary soldiers, basically. Yeah. uh, So... She becomes part of this Culper ring, is what it was called, which is supposedly a real thing that happened during the Revolutionary War. This was a group of espionage people that were um, passing information about the British to the Revolutionary soldiers during the war to help to help with the formation of the United States, essentially. Um, but I think you hit the nail on the head with this one, though, as far as like, <clears throat> they they get these huge setups and then it's like and then he didn't show up to the party that night so she knew he had been killed it's like, yeah it's like what <laughs> huh and then it's and, uh, constantly just her patting herself on the back i did that i got that guy killed or whatever it's like uh okay <laughs> yeah and it's also a love story too i guess yeah, I, I mean, I guess. But it's well, so flimsy. Like, you don't even really see them, like, falling in love. It's just, like, all of a sudden, one day, she's like, I've been visiting the fabric shop more frequently just so I could see him. And I knew that I loved him. It's like, okay, what? Right. You, like, had just started talking to this guy two paragraphs ago. Right. And then it also, like, <clears throat> I didn't like the fact that she ends up getting found out. She gets put on the prison ship. And then it's like, and then 
Nine months later, she has her baby, and I'm like, yeah, but like that transition you did was actually smoother than what the book did. The book <laughs> yeah. is just like all of a sudden it's like I have a baby in my arms. It's like where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, I honestly think this could have been a better story if it had been given a little more time. Two yeah. hours was not enough time to tell this story. There's a lot of meat here. And I feel like you just start to skim the surface of what was going on, and then it's over. Like, there's just not enough – there's actually not enough depth in this one to make it really interesting. No, I 100% agree. But it, it, it's like masquerading, I think. It's this, like, deep book, but it's not. Right. And I I have no problem whatsoever that uh, – like, it's a strong female story. Like, she's putting her life on the line, all this stuff. That's great. That's why I'm actually saying I'm more disappointed in the fact that they only gave it two hours. Like, if anything, I would think this could have been stretched out over, like, five or six hours and been given a lot more depth so that we could more understand and more get to know these characters. Other than, like I said, I don't know how many times they would say a name as if I'm supposed to know who that person is. Yeah. And I'm like, there's a lot of names. That was that was my number one issue with this is how many names there were. And that's that's fine, because that if these are based on real events, those are probably real people. But give me some more time, you know, say a name more than once in the whole story so I can know who that person is. <laughs> yeah, I 100 percent agree. So <clears throat> there you have it, folks. Apparently my picks for July were pretty poor. <laughs> yeah, but it's not your fault. But now hopefully our listeners are armed with that knowledge and we made the mistakes so they don't have to. Yeah, so, I hope so. <clears throat> so yeah, do yourselves a favor and maybe pick one of the other six Audible Originals for July. Um, I mean, you could download these if you want, but... I don't know. If you're really hurting for stuff to listen to, I guess. Right. But don't say we didn't tell you so. Yeah, can't (laughs) complain. It's too late. (laughs) Unless you really want to, you could send us an email and complain about it. True. You could always email us at kotpl.pod at gmail.com and yell at us as much as you like. That's right. Uh, You could head over to YouTube and if you like the content we're putting out go ahead like comment and subscribe over there i am trying my best to upload each of these audio files to youtube you know somebody's got youtube plus or whatever they could listen to it over there oh yeah that's true spotify we are on spotify now knights of the pageless library uh twitter at pageless library facebook knights of the pageless library we're on discord and reddit as well so if anybody's interested please let us know we're here for you. <laughs> or something oh, like that. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. So, yeah. Let's, let's wrap this one up. Let's put what are we July's Audible Originals in the bag. Yes. So, next time will be another episode in our Anime Squires. We'll be doing 456 of Parasite to Maximum. And then sure. we'll be doing... Uh, Fellowship of the Ring. 
Yes, at some point we will get to Fellowship of the Ring. I know some people are waiting with bated breath for us to talk about that. Yeah, since that, that one guy who listened to this whole thing is like, son of a bitch! Yeah. Just throws all his stuff on the ground. <laughs> I wanted to hear him talk about the Fellowship! Oh. They've only been saying it for like a month and a half now. Well, in our defense, it's a long book. Yes, and we promise we're getting to it, but we also feel like we need to do that one some justice. So... Uh, yeah, and it is extremely long. It's like 20 hours, which is pretty hefty. So, oh, it's so hefty. But we promise we'll get to it. It is coming. So look forward to that one. Yeah, you can wait with bated breath. That's right. So, and with that, we uh, we hope to catch everybody in the next one.